I would just say there's one misperception of our veterans, and that is they are somehow damaged goods. Although if we tell our veterans enough that this is what's wrong with them, they may actually start believing it. Well, let's just get right into it. Yeah. Um, how's it going, man? It's going well, you know, as always. Busy. We uh, got all the kids running around, but the house is empty right now, so that's always nice. Yep. Yeah. I know. This is really just us telling everybody else what it's like because we tell each other how busy we are all day. I know. And I really hate that word, but it's just true. It's just well, it's and it's like all it's relative too, right? Like it's all it's all like what you make of it because you can subtract kids, you like all kinds of stuff, and then like we could spend all day on one task depending on what it is, or I could you know have my notebook full of like 20, 20 different calls or emails I have to send or make or whatever, and then yeah, so like no matter what, you're busy regardless of what's on your plate because it's just about how much time you're willing to put into something. So yeah. It, busy's busy for exactly. sure so that's that's why i really don't like that work it's just like i'm just moving forward and to me that means with a, with a lot of weight i guess yeah it's different but yeah so the, this podcast will be uh, a little bit different than usual it's gonna be a lot shorter uh we're just gonna be talking about um a little bit about myself within the the writing program i'm doing and then you guys will listen to a piece that uh i wrote for uh, one of my classes and this is something that we're wanting to uh, do in the future with anybody who has any of these articles out there on online we all know like we just were talking about with being busy um, sitting there with your phone in your hand and trying to read a longer article sometimes you just don't have the time but if you had that 10 minutes that you're driving maybe 20 whatever it may be uh, you could turn this on and listen to some some good writing and a little bit of storytelling yeah. I mean, on the flip too, like this is kind of how we started. Like we wanted to start a blog because we saw people pouring their hearts into Facebook statuses that would eventually just get lost and forgotten, whatever. Um, this, this will at least kind of, you know, make them a little bit more permanent, but, um, this is definitely something I, I would rather listen to or, or, uh, take in than, uh, watching an IG live. If I'm being honest. Yeah, exactly. Um, it, it, nobody wants to hear another angry veteran screaming in their car seat. So, yeah, yeah, and and those IG lives are they are difficult because you actually want to watch them, but you're sitting on Instagram where this you can actually just pop on Spotify or whatever and and go. Yeah, so, yeah. We'll get right into what uh what I wrote about and kind of what led up to it. So, uh, as most of you guys know, I'm pursuing my MFA in creative writing. Uh, my undergrad is just in business, um, and that was for the purpose of dead reckoning to kind of learn a little bit more of how to run one. Uh, and now this MFA is for myself as a writer, but also as a publisher. And so uh, some of the classes I've taken are like a dystopian and post-apocalyptic uh, fiction genres. Uh, I've taken um, the writing process focusing on the short story, uh, which I think is kind of the next thing after poetry um, for a writer. Um, did, a, did the literary journal for the, the school in order to learn a little bit more about uh, publication and then also um, understand what good and bad writing reads like on the other side of it. Uh, so we'd go through like a whole slush pile and you'd have to read quickly to understand what the author's intent is and if it was interesting and all that good stuff. Uh, and then last sub semester, I did a Vonnegut class because he's my favorite author. Took a whole semester over him or a term as you and I've talked about semester 16 weeks terms, eight weeks. So they break it in half. 
Uh, I did a personal essay class uh, with the memoir focus, uh, contemporary and classical fiction, just to learn what the the arc of writing has been since really kind of the United States has been established to kind of see the trends of what people um, are writing within their time and why those people stood out in their time because they were looking out into the future. And so uh, fortunately, I don't have to have a focus within my MFA. Um, This has all been um, like you you just heard. I've been able to do nonfiction and fiction and just focus focus on uh, writers as well. So it's been um, really, really good for me. Uh, So this semester, though, I wanted to focus on something a little bit different in this class. It kind of seemed like when I talked to my wife, she's like, that just seems like a filler class. But when anybody talks to us, they always say, hey, what does it mean to be a writer? So I took a class specifically called The Writer's Life. And yeah. So, um, it talks and about- we've talked a lot about that. You know, what what makes a writer? What does like, we, I think there was a whole episode on it in uh, the Warren Literature series Yep. Um, with the guys. It's, it, 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 it's something that a lot of people think about or something that, some people just do it and they never actually think about what it actually means. What constitutes, you know, being a writer, calling yourself a writer. Yeah. And that's exactly it is. Uh, it talks about like the habits that they create, uh, the mindset that they're in, um, not only when they write, but within uh, normal life, um, walking around and how they have like this observant mind. And, and like you mentioned, if you go to the war and literature series, uh, we talk about that, uh, for a while. And so uh, I really wanted to understand what that meant of the habits that a writer, writer creates, the mindsets that they're in, the, the way that they observe the world, and then how do they put that actually on paper? And what all kind of facets um, are we, uh, do we have it at our disposal? So uh, yeah, like the essay, the memoir, the poem, poetry, um, short stories, a whole novel, uh, op-eds so like that's the thing is there's journalism and and so with, with having a creative writing focus uh it, it's a lot more focus on the memoir or the a fiction story and yeah. um one of the first assigned readings that they gave us was why i write uh by joan didion and uh we've been sharing a lot of her stuff recently shout out to jessica danger as she introduced us to it and uh, Got a bunch of booger eaters eating, reading this like radical seventies essayist. I know, and, and Schumann himself too. He was all about her. He was—that's uh, what I mean. He's a booger eater too. He's just elevated in, in rank. But <laughs> I know he, it's, he's boogers too. And he uh, and he uh, at PB Abate, he was wearing one of her shirts as he gave us one of her prompts of uh, "What's your story?" And I shared that not too long ago. He gave us yeah. fifteen minutes uh, to write our story, and so it was all handwritten. Just put it out there, and so. Yeah. And, and I think those prompts, uh, like what we've done before, just help guide people. And so after we read a ton, a ton of big authors, Orwell included, um, of why they write, we, were, we had to share why we write. And so um, you guys will get to listen to that. Yeah. Yeah, no, and I think that's uh, not to go off before you you read your piece, but like I think that's one of the coolest parts about what we've been able to do is that um, I think a large part of our following is starting to understand that like everything that you read and everything that you write, um, but particularly everything that you write, does not have to be related to your military experience, or or it doesn't you know have to be immediately recognized as that. You know, there, there's lots of different ways to tell a story. Um, 
and you can get a lot uh, as far as, you know, processing your, your own thoughts and, and perspective and stuff um, without only reading things that are in your wheelhouse per se. So, um, so I think that that's been a really cool, um, you know, progression and, and evolution to see where we have, you know, Didion is a really good example of it, but there's, there's been other authors where, you know, we have recommended and they've, they've taken off a little bit in, you know, the, the reading lists of, you know, people we associate with just because we're, we're saying, Hey, like you might like this, you know, if you like this um, you know, you might, you might dig this one. Um, and, and it's really cool that, that we have uh, the ear of the people that, that follow us, you know, enough that they can dedicate their time. Like reading a book is, is an undertaking. Um, there, there's a, a dedication to it, um, you know, reading it from start to finish. And that's not to say that you can't trash a book because I've, I've definitely um, gotten a chapter into something and realized that I'm just not into it and, and don't waste my time. But um but it, it is really cool to see people kind of stepping outside comfort zones and genres and preferences and wheelhouses, whatever you want to call it. So, yeah. And that, that's honestly what they talk about within the courses themselves is uh, I think everyone in my course are either 40 or 60 year old women for the most part. And then one of the guys is like a surgeon out of UT right now. And he's in his seventies, just Dang. keep pursuing education, you know, and, and when I share my story, they get something from it that usually isn't even service related. And then when they share their story, uh, I'm able to get something out of it that uh, happened in my youth or within the transitions between uh, the military where I'm at now or relationships with spouses. And so uh, it's, it's just incredibly important. And I think writing does this and that's to, to unify us and to uh, see like the human narrative as a whole and how we all kind of plug into that. Yeah. And so I might as well just go ahead and read it. Yeah, man. Yeah. So, Get to it. Why I Write by Tyler James Carroll. I write because I'm scattered and writing sorts me out only until it scatters me again. Into the wind I go steadfast in a storm, holding onto a rock in the ocean of crashing waves. My beliefs are tested, ran through the dirt and more, only to survive through the narrative of us. I'm alone when I write in a world full of others. It feels good to be alone. It feels better to be with others. All the while, I simultaneously cherish and dread when I'm alone and with others. Those moments define who we are, and I love the contradictions. Without them, those moments, memories, and stories were nothing but a post-it note, were useless and empty, yet full of potential, waiting to be remembered and to stick to something or someone. I write to remember and forget, as there's so much to remember and forget. I've realized I don't get to choose, so whatever spills out is either a mess or it's not. And I have to accept that, and through writing, I do. I love to unite the world through nature and experience. I want to feel what's been felt and see what's been seen, explore the discovered, to learn lessons learned, only to prepare myself for the unknown. I want to connect ideas and us to eternity past, present, and future. And doing so, remind me how small I am to recognize how significant we are. We could dance in the sky and have the potential to drain oceans, yet we're content to sit on benches and hold hands. But when we're not, we could take aim and kill anything in our path. 
our influence needs to be addressed, our influence on ourselves, on each other, and more. It's the weight of that responsibility that keeps me up at night, tossing and turning, when I should be resting, dreaming, and making love. And so, I write to rest, dream, and make love, after long bouts of sleeplessness, reality, and war. This desire to write is all self-imposed. Nobody has ever asked, nor will they. To say writing is for anyone else feels like a lie. To say it's for myself feels insufficient. My efforts feel so trivial, yet so earnest. I want to change the world with the limited ability to change myself. And so as much as I wish and think I do, I rarely learn from others. Life would be so much easier, yet so less exciting. I make mistakes, ideally, without intending to, nor do I intentionally make them to the detriment of others. But making mistakes creates substance and a story with the pulse. And with death around every corner, I write to feel alive. Really good, man. And it came like came around so so quickly with the draft. Like it it was um, one of those pieces where I, the first read I went through, like it, it was raw, but it worked as raw. It didn't need a lot of editing, you know. I don't yeah, think I chopped it up too much. No, no, not at all. And those uh, and that's what's that's what's fun about this prompt is there's no structure, there's no anything. We just read what they assigned us, and then it just said, "Why do you write?" And the explanation behind it was, this is your, uh, like your foundation, something that you can go back to, to remind you why you would even put yourself through any of this, you know, why, uh, why are you drawn to it? Why do you want to avoid it? Why, uh, do you feel like you get lost into it? Why, why do you find yourself in it? Whatever the case may be, it's just, this is the foundation of why you decide to do this. And I think all of us know those answers and so to sit in that moment and think about them and articulate them uh you don't need any kind of structure it's just pour it out there and whatever's coming to the surface i think it kind of will just speak for itself true yeah thanks for sharing bro absolutely all right we'll keep this one uh short but um we'll, we'll definitely have more of these coming uh in the future um be sure to check out the content related to the uh, the first online workshop series that we have up. Um, we've got uh, got a really good group uh, for this this first one, and we're looking forward to more of those. Um, so, I'd like to thank the sponsors of the the workshop: uh, Bubs Naturals, Recon Rings, Combat Flip Flops, Coffee or Die, and Softly. Um, we had a really really out like great outpour of support um because we came up with uh you know a good idea and we've got uh just an outstanding community that to get behind it so um make sure you check out the content related to that we've got uh got some videos coming and stuff about the the previous workshop we did so you can get a better idea of what it actually is absolutely and and again this is not the beginning of these shared articles essays op-eds poems whatever whatever comes to mind so if you guys have anybody in mind that you want us to talk to and they share uh why they wrote it and 
kind of that aftermath and lead up to, um, be sure to let us know. Yep. You know, you can always get something different out of something read aloud, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, so don't be shy. No, appreciate Keith. Take care. All right. Cheers, bro. Uh, The biggest, I, I think the biggest misperception is that somehow we're damning that nothing, nothing really can stop us.